Hello, this is 805 Uncensored. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host. My name is Jordan. My name is Max. Tonight's spooky October podcast special. Couldn't think of the words there, Max. Are we live streaming or are we just recording? We're just recording right now. I'm going to start the live stream right now. Uh, pull up OBS and all that. OBS and all that it is. So what exactly are we doing tonight? We are telling spooky tales of the paranormal. Both personal stories. Supernatural. Yeah. All the stuff that makes you go, ooh, you know what I mean? Stuff that keeps you up late at night. Yeah, like us right now. Or shit that's just scary in general. Now, I have to put a disclaimer out before we start. I get scared by ghost stories. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so this is this is going to be fun for me. So, if anybody out there is a weenie for ghost stories, you're riding along with me. Just for some um, background information, we have a few guests on the podcast here. Oh, we do? So we'll start from me and we'll go to you. I'm Max. I'm Jordan. I'm Zach. I'm Keegan. I'm Kayla. And once again, we are 805 Uncensored with a super spooky Halloween paranormal podcast. ghost story live stream podcast. Lions, tigers, bears, oh my, I'll, I'll take damn or anything as long as it's not spiders. Ooh. Yeah, fuck spiders. <laughs> you should show them that really cool black and yellow one outside. Yeah, who will? Uh, fuck. Can uh, you start the live stream on OBS? Yeah, scoot. Scoot. <clears throat> yeah, so. Scoot. Thank you. We have. Plenty of spooky tales to share. Um, we have Keegan on the show again. I'm Keegan. <laughs> Remember him from episode... Episode two? two? Yeah, we talked about the spy planes and... Aliens! Aliens and all that good shit. Oh yeah, which by the way, <laughs> are fucking real. Yeah, confirmed. Oh my god, the Navy has confirmed that aliens are real. Aliens! Shit. Aliens! Shit was blowing my fucking mind, dude. Dude, I shot a literal brick. Okay, so... So, like, the Navy had literally had <clears throat> the footage of those things. And they're just like, yep, yeah, that's what it is. Aliens. What were we doing? Spooky you were starting the live stream. For a live stream, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, dude, this, this topic of extraterrestrials and UFOs has just got me... I, I can't even think of the words right now, I just... Completely fucking stunned by all of this shit. Yeah. And it's the stuff that the Navy's, like, <laughs> corroborating, too. In the Navy. Yeah, you know, because we're so used to just government immediately just covering this up as we talked about with Roswell and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're learning from their mistakes and just being like, eh, they'll figure it out on their own anyway. They're aliens. There are fucking aliens off the coast of San Diego. Maybe there's aliens in the Navy. NASA's chief scientist is saying that um, the EXO, the EXO something, Mars... Uh, the new the, Mars yeah, rover the thing? The new Mars rover uh-huh. is going to bring back credible evidence of life, intelligent life. Well, and they fucking the, arm those things, dude. The, pu- <laughs> the public is not ready for the findings. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. 
You're ready? Yeah, but most people aren't, you know, because it goes against that whole religion thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Dude, but I don't know. I'm excited, though. I like. I'll, I want... I don't know. I feel like it'll confirm a lot of religions, but I think it'll just, like, have an explanation, you know? That one. That this one? That one. Jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Alright, uh, how do I, like, save this photo? You ming a ling ding ding You do that. There you go. No, yeah. <clears throat> but this episode is going to be really fun. And for you. Have, yeah, for, for us. Oh, yeah. We have, we have spiders to show you when this podcast is over, Keegan. Big spiders. Big spiders. I don't know. Lately... I just really pay attention to where all the spiders are. I just can't help but notice how big they are and their fucking eccentric webs. Yeah, they're really becoming a thing around here. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of gnarly. They're kind of more chemicals. Spray more chemicals. More chemicals. I don't know, dude, because <clears throat> I feel like the, fi- the fields over here are, are doing okay in that department. I mean, the Hoyne the department, definitely. They're, they're growing industrial hemp. It's like, yeah, yeah don't sell this shit yeah. because it doesn't have THC. It's like, no THC. Is that what it is? The stuff going up to, like, Seasucky? <clears throat> yeah, it's growing right along there. I'm not kidding, right along the fucking Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I was just wondering. I mean, you look at it, and it's like, oh, it kind of looks like, you know, Hoyna. Like, oh my gosh, but... I'm pretty sure if you, like, walked up to it, like, because you can smell it through your fucking car. Like, at first I thought, like, oh, God, maybe it hit a skunk or something. Like, I didn't notice. Because <laughs> the road's it's bumpy over there. But literally, it's, like, kind of looking around, and it's like, oh, whoa, the, those are fields upon fields of hemp. I know. If you look closely, the, the buds actually look pretty good. Yeah, they, they, they look, look beautiful. They, they kind of look like, like Hoyna. You know what I mean? Like, you got out and you, like, looked at it. It's not... It's what not if they just put no THC because they don't want people to take it? That's oh, kind of right? <laughs> theory that I had in my brain, and I know some fucking high school kids probably gonna do that shit, and it's like... Yeah, because it's like, it's all just out there. there. It's all just out there growing. There's yeah. nothing to stop anybody from doing it. No. I've always thought, like, what what the fuck is to stop these farmers from just having a few of their own plants? Because even if they don't smoke any, they're just gonna make a shitload of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what would be to stop them? If you had, you know, a few acres of land, <clears throat> fuck yeah, I'm going to grow some weed. I mean, there's a lot of guys that... Thomas Jefferson, like- bruh. Thomas Jefferson, that's right. George Washington. Thomas Adams. Or Thomas Adams. Thomas Adams. Uh, fuck do I, like, make John the properties, Adams, this you. thing? Is there, like, a right-click <laughs> option with Mac where you can, like... Oh, shit. There we go. Yeah, there's options. Hey! Alright. Start streaming. <clears throat> then we go back to the crom. So, you don't like scary stuff, but do you like Halloween? Yes. I'm gonna dress up like a Sith Lord for Halloween. There we go. There's our live stream. Dope shit. <clears throat> okay, so do you want to just start getting into this now? Sure. All right, Keegan. So you have some experiences with the paranormal and supernatural world. Welcome, everybody. We're doing tonight's episode live. We're doing a super spooky special episode. We're telling uh, ghost stories. 
amongst other scary things. And other other spooky things. <coughs> so earlier we were talking about um, those videos that are going around in that that uh, fighter pilot talking about with the uh, the aliens, the Tic Tacs that they were chasing with the jets. Aliens. Yeah, awesome. Aliens. Aliens. We got Keegan over here from episode two. You may remember him. I'm Keegan. Give me an aliens. 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 All right. And so where are we starting? All right, Keegan. So you have some supernatural tales and paranormal stories to share with us. Ming, ming. So you can go ahead and start. Okay, I'll start off with basic scary story that we thought was something else but turned out to be something not so frightening so when we were young i hung out with a good friend of mine spent the night at his house we had this great idea that we were going to sneak out and you know go night exploring uh essentially in this like half barranca half orchard place that was near his house we knew that, you know, there were these openings in the fences where, you know, the neighbors would come in, they'd grab a lemon or two, so we went through one of those. Um, after sitting back and evaluating that, huh, maybe, just maybe, this isn't a good idea. Yeah. We kind of look at each other and went, yeah, fuck it, we're, we're men, we can, we can do this, we're not scared of the dark, we can do this. So... We go out, we're walking around, you know, a bunch of sticks and twigs, walking through spider webs and all kinds of stuff, so I, I already didn't like it. But we started hearing, you know, like this uh, this voice. So, of course, we're like, oh, there must be people around or something, so we're staying real quiet because we don't want to get in trouble. And we figure out, oh, well, it's a radio because, you know, we start, you know, hearing... Oh, so it's like music? Yeah, then... We, we go up and we realize, like, oh, there's a fence here. So we hop this little fence and we see that there's a shed. And, you know, we're not going to go into the shed. And uh, there's a radio that's playing because we can see through the little cracks because um, there's a little light in there that, oh, they're playing music. So now we're thinking, oh, there must be people around. We probably, probably should get out of here. But then we're kind of thinking to ourselves, oh, who the hell is up at, you know, like 3 o'clock in the morning? Come on. So we start walking around some more. We start hearing this. Just some random clapping. We're like, what the fuck is that? So we're, you know, we're looking left, we're looking right, up, down. We can't fucking figure it out. His way, my way, your way, their way. We can't figure out what the hell it is. We get around this bend, and it looks like we were coming to like the kind of like this flat like this flattened area uh-huh. and uh, there was sand there and I was I remember telling uh, my friend that hey look there's sand here dude like from the beach like this is weird you know we're not anywhere near the beach and he's like well maybe you know maybe something else is going on and we start hearing that it's like clapping or was it just like impact impact like on the ground and you could, you could feel it too and it was like, God, that feels a lot closer than it did, you know, five minutes ago. And we can hear it kind of fading away. So we're like, oh, well, let's figure out what it is. We'll be quiet. You know, we're like, we had camouflage on as well. That's something I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. So we're like crawling, doing this and that. We're staying really quiet. And we see, you know, right as we're, uh, right as we stand up, 
see this big dark thing in the distance. Now it's already fucking pitch black, but we could make out that there is something that was coming towards us that was making that sound. So we immediately, you know, we're looking around. We're, you know, saying to ourselves, oh, should we get down? Is it a car? Should we, is it this? <laughs> is it blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Well, we thought, like, maybe it's, like, a buggy or something, you know, like, or one of those, like, you know, those, like, little 4 by 4 like, little pad hat mm-hmm. on his little place. So. You'd hear the exhaust from something like that, though. Well. you hear, like, normal. There were, there were times in my youth when I used to, you know, walk into the the other barranca by our house, and mm-hmm. they had the, uh, what we called the creeper car, which was, like, this really silent Tacoma that would, you know, lurk around there. Oh, okay. You'd never hear it. Coming, I've seen. I, I saw that. Yeah, I know the truck you're talking exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. But it, we call it the creeper truck. Anyway, back to the story. The um, that black figure start getting really close. We both panicked, right? Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other, and we both kind of went, "This ain't right." And we grabbed each other, and we both started hugging each other and holding on to each other because we started both getting freaked out. Did you just fucking book it or and something? We, no, no, no. We just both stayed there. We stood our ground. And we both kind of started walking towards this thing as it was. And then we hear this. Oh, 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 oh. And as it starts getting closer, I see this white. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, are you seeing that? And he goes, dude. Dude, I think it's. Oh, my God. Is that a bear? What the fuck? And then we both fucking we both gripped each other so tight. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't get yeah we didn't get stitches. We we opened each other up, and he literally looked at me and went, "Dude, this is it. We're gonna die." I was like, "No, we're not. We're not gonna die." And as it got closer, real, real quiet, like just fucking horse. <laughs> we saw that thing and realizing that it was a horse will kind of shatter brick because we're going fuck a horse could fuck you up dude but it's not yeah horses aren't really aggressive though um middle of the night it sees something gets spooked it's gonna fucking go and go if it was if it was something that it was afraid of it wouldn't have ran towards it it's a horse. It's a prey animal. I mean, we were scared and we were fucking tromping towards the sound of... Yeah. I, I mean, we were fucking stupid-ass kids at the time, but it's like... Oh my god. Again. Yeah, but I would be like, okay, thank god it's a horse. Okay, but, okay, we saw this Something thing. Something familiar. We saw this thing. <laughs> a little bit earlier, the king was telling a story about him almost getting eaten by a large demon. Well, it turned out friend. to be a horse. But it turned out to be a uh, stray horse in the orchard that they were at. It's a big fucking horse. <laughs> a so, big uh, fucking that it could have eaten me. All right. Well, where do we go from there? You, t- you told it Not everybody wants. The brown dog story. Okay, well, let's, get, let's get another. Yeah, okay, we should get something else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kayla, tell us one of your ghost stories. Ghost real stories? One. Yeah, like a real scary one. Something <sighs> happened to you. A lot of shit has happened to her. I have quite a few. Um, 
I guess I can tell the story of when I was living at my dad's house. I've always felt like this energy at my dad's house in a particular room, right when you go up the stairs across from my room. And there was one day I just started a new school. It started an hour earlier than general school started at seven instead of eight. And I had to get up earlier because of it. I wasn't used to it yet. And I'm a notoriously heavy sleeper. So I'm the person that sets like 300 alarms at one time and never wakes up to them. Me. Yeah, same. <laughs> exactly. Snooze that's, game. That's life. Right. Snooze game. Mm-hmm. Snooze game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, I set all my alarms and I tried to get to school on time. And alarm would go off. I'd wake up. I'd set it off. I'd fall back asleep. Happened about three times until I woke up, set off my alarm, laid back down. And as I was drifting about like half asleep, half awake, I hear right in my ear, Kayla, wake up. And I literally felt the breath of like whoever was whispering in my ear. And I thought it was like, it scared me. I woke the fuck up and I looked around. Nobody was there. I thought it was just like, maybe a dream because I was like half out of it, half awake. I fell back asleep. Didn't really think much of it. Oh my God. I had something just like that happen to me actually. Really? Oh. Holy fuck. I was, it was in my, the, one of the first houses I really remember like elementary school. Mm-hmm. I was really young and same thing. I was just about to fall asleep mm-hmm. and I swear to fucking God, I even got up and looked out my window. Right. Yeah. I heard what I thought was my dad just go, no, but like he's English, right? Like he's got a Cockney English accent. So like I recognized it and I swear I looked out my window. I thought my dad was just screwing with me or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing oh there. yeah. It's creepy. Cause you don't know if it's just you, if it's something that like, it's like, yeah. And as a young kid, I mean, powerful imagination. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy, <coughs> this ghost at my dad's house it one it happened the first time wait your dad's then, house has a ghost yeah right, i'd look the list of places we're never going <laughs> it's, it was friendly though because he was just trying to wake me up like it happened one time and then i fell asleep again and then woke me up exactly the same way it scared me because then i was like oh shit this is real you know. So it's Casper the friendly ghost that makes you shit yourself right when you wake up. Pretty much. World to us alone. How do you shit the bed from this friendly ghost? <laughs> well, well God <laughs> like literally I'm laying in bed and I'm like, okay, this is fucking real, like what the fuck? I totally knowing true. myself I think that I would get up by then, I don't. I well, fucking fall back. There's actual like proof that if you like focus on a certain time, if you like really emphasize a certain time in your mind as you're falling asleep. You'll wake up at very close to that time, even without an alarm. Well, yeah, it's like the automated Me. alarm clock. But I get the alarm clock. But yeah. Once I heard the voices twice, I still fell back asleep because I'm just like, I suck. And then <laughs> yeah, she sucks. The ghost, I guess, got mad at me, figured it's not going to wake me up that way. <laughs> this one's so it, Find me another. I have this Eminem bobble head. It's, still, it's in my room. It's right there, and it's all broken. You can see it. Uh, took my bobble head off of my... It was in the middle of my nightstand. No way it could fall off. Literally chucked it across my room at the wall. Woke me the fuck up. <laughs> I got up. I was fucking terrified. I got to school on time. Fuck that. He woke me up. He did me a favor, but 
fuck, it was scary. Because I didn't, I didn't fucking know what was happening. Sure, like a parent didn't come in, just go like, throw it and close the door real quick? Yeah, no. Fucking <laughs> yeah, shit. The ghost really hates Eminem, maybe? No, I just wanted to wake me the fuck up and knew that if it just kept whispering, like, probably wouldn't wake me up. What do you think the origins of that, what do you think the origins of that ghost is? Since, since it's in your dad's house, did you know? I have no idea. It has to be bound to the house somehow. That was the only, like, experience I really had with it. I mean, some things go missing or some things, like, kind of move in certain places. Like, you put your keys on the coffee table and then it ends up in the kitchen, you know? Stuff like that. Like, very, very minor sometimes. It's just like a little troll. Troll ghost. Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. but Gremlins. nothing These bad. people, you know? Okay. <laughs> what about you, Zach? What do you got for us? Oh, I got one. Okay, so when I was like, I'd say I was in like the seventh grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to, my homie, he had a house kind of like border Ojai, Camarillo, you know what I mean? So it lived up on this hill, and um, it, from the time that I was there, like his whole family moved into this house, and like it, nothing seemed weird to me. Ever, I would stay over all the time, <coughs> but you know, I would always feel weird. Like being alone at night, I would always just feel uncomfortable. I'd wake up sometimes and just, I don't know, I just felt weird. And then I would always, his dad, as soon as we would start moving, because his whole family basically needed, I was moving out of this house. As soon as that started happening, we started seeing weird shit. So first night, um, told Chris, my friend, my friend's dad told me that he said that he felt something sit on his bed when he was sleeping at night, like straight up, just, he felt pressure at the end of his bed. And as soon as he like looked to see if it was there, he felt whatever was there, get up and leave and go straight up in the ad- in their attic. They had this little attic in their bedroom, like in this little closet space. And it wasn't like a crawl space or anything. It was a full blown attic. Like, but, um, he just said, whatever, whatever is in the house is living up in there. Like they, every, like that whole up attic did not feel okay. And one day I, we're getting pretty much close to the end of like this whole house being done. And I'm sitting in the, uh, we're in the garage and like the whole fucking garage is a mess. We're just going through shit and it's taking mind. It's like probably 80 degrees outside. It's fucking hot. And he says, oh, shit, like, I got to go help the movers because they just started, they just showed up. So he goes and greets them. And I'm in there, like, doing things. All of a sudden, it gets to the point where I can see – it gets so cold to the point where I can see my breath. Like, I'm because I'm, I'm working. All of a sudden, I just start – it gets really cold, and I feel it. And I can just start seeing my breath come out. I'm like, wow, it's really cold. What the fuck happened? And I just get the weirdest feeling, like, something is right behind me. As soon as I turn around, I see within like a split second, like I kid you not, I'm like blinking, like just a split image of like a of this girl and like in like draped hair, like all like right in front of her face, kind of like, like a grudge. Yeah, like the- or like if you, if you guys have ever seen The Ring, yeah, so The Ring, Tamara. yeah, just like that, like what the just fuck? like that in front of me and then gone within like blinking second like, like the white dress yeah everything long black hair and everything just right there in front of me and it just like i just stood there goosebumps freaked the fuck out i ran out immediately and i told chris i'm like because he told me like the entire time like it's a boy like it's a little boy he felt like but i'm like no it's a, it's a girl dude like and I, she didn't seem like she did meant any harm 
but it seemed like she was just lonely because we were moving out of this house. She never did anything crazy mm-hmm. like when we they lived there. But as soon as like they started leaving, she probably felt like very lonely and did like expose herself like a lot more to us. But yeah, that shit was fucking gnarly. I just I've seen like you know a girl and a woman that looks like that in a lot of videos and people that have recounted like ghost stories and shit like that. What the fuck do you think that is? Is that like a monster? Or is like one specific ghost? Like in their own house? Are you talking about? Well, no, I mean just the figure of that. Yeah, just like the figure in the white dress with the black hair. Like people have seen it multiple times. I can't explain that to you. All I know is, is that she had it. Um, it was the first time that I've ever experienced a ghost like that because to Chris, my friend's dad, it was such a spiritual person. Like this fool has stories that will fucking make your hair stand. Like, I'm not kidding. Um, he, no, okay. I remember this one time that me, Chris and fucking heart attack, dude, we all went to, um, we all went to uh, cemetery park. If you guys know that place. No. Cemetery Park. Yeah. Yeah, down no, Main Street. It's fucking, it's a haunted place, like, mm. for real. Yeah. Remember this Dead one? people are there. Mm-hmm. Used to be. <laughs> I mean, Used to be, still is. I remember this one time that we all went down there, and, like, Chris, he would stand over every grave and just kind of, like, say, like, oh, if there's any spirits around here, please make yourself known. We mean no harm, kind of thing. And my homie, he would always just take pictures to, like, see if you can see anything. And... We, as I said, this to this one grave where we actually read a story. About, I can't remember the story. It was about like, I think it was about a boy who hung himself on this tree because this grave was right the setting side, right by this tree. And like out of the distance before we walked up to it, I still saw that rope hanging there. Whoa. But like we went through a few more graves and we finally came up to this one. I didn't see that rope hanging there anymore. Oh, shit. It was Fuck. Not. So... He says this over this grave, right? And my homie, he takes a picture of his sister, Ashley. And there is probably at least like 40 or 60 different fucking orbs floating around her. And orbs are, you know, yeah, like spirit souls mm-hmm. pretty much. And she just yells, go away, go away, go away. And he, t- and he snaps another picture and there's nothing beside her anymore. Like there's just nothing. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't, I don't know why, but ghosts are just bound to certain things because like, you know, like for example, that girl, it's, she's bound to that house. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering like, you know, a spirit is just bound to their grave or if it's bound to the, like one specific thing. Like, so what's the reasoning behind it? did that, that particular one didn't seem evil to you? No, if it was, it, it would have done something. like fucked with you guys in a much worse way. Yeah. Because like. My homie lived there for like two, three years, and I personally never saw or felt anything the entire time I was there. But like I said, you know, at night, here and there, if I was by myself, I did not want to be alone. Like, fuck mm-hmm. that shit. I was freaked out. Like, That's fucking eerie. Like, yeah. All that shit that you described. Well, yeah, there's different types of spirits. So there's ones that are bound and tied to certain places, like homes. There are ones that are free and free to go wherever they want and wherever they please. And then there are ones that 
aren't really bound to spiritual bodies. Oh yeah, there is there is this one other thing. It's not like it's no like paranormal thing. I just found it so ironic. So before we did end up going to the cemetery <laughs> park, me and my homie did a bunch of research on like things that happened here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We ran into this one story called the Headless Runner, and it was just about a, like a man who um like ended up getting his head chopped off, and apparently like you would see him running around like all the time. Never, nevertheless, the first thing I see when we when we pull up to this place, you know those walk signs, like straight those crosswalk yeah. signs, and those people, the fucking dude didn't have a head. Oh yeah. I was like, what? That's like the headless runner, dude. Like that's straight up. I was like, okay, that's kind of, that's just ironic. Yeah. Like how? Like what the fuck? There's, uh, there's, there is apparently a lot of stories, weird stories that happened over there, but um. Nothing like that. But yeah, this dude, Chris, he was, he introduced me to astral projection. You guys know what that is? Oh yes. yeah. She's told me about that. Astral projection. If you guys have ever had what that dream. That? So, okay. I'll Enlighten tell you right him. Now. So I'm going to tell you this right now. And if anyone's listening right now and you hear this, like this won't happen to you anymore. So if you've ever had those dreams where you just fucking fall and as soon as you hit the floor, you wake up. I do the whole yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about, right, though? You're like, yeah. And then, like, you wake up, and you're all fucking hot, and it's like, exactly. what the fuck, and you get that, like, so, feeling. So, mm-hmm. basically, what that is, is astral projection. So, your body is, your soul is essentially leaving your body, and it's coming, and it's basically right above you. And as soon as it's coming straight down, and it goes back into you, that's when you wake up. That's when you hit the floor. Because that's like your body just going back inside you and you're just reconnected with yourself. I have a story exactly about that. Good. I had a dream. I was at Jordan's house around Christmas time. And everything was all Gucci throughout the day. Everything was fine. I went to bed. And I remember my dreams very vividly. And this one scared the fuck out of me. So I, in my dream, I was a person. Or I was... Somebody, right? Uh, All I could see was my like peripheral vision, like like exactly what's in front of me. I could not see who I was, and I started from downstairs and walked through the front door, and all the lights were turned off. And when I went to bed, everything was exactly how it was, right? Like in reality. And I walk up the stairs, and everything's very slow. Like I remember the dream. I remember like not really thinking much of it first. And then the more that I went up the stairs, the more I realized like everything was exact in my dream, the weirder it got. And the slower it like, I I started going up the stairs. Everything was really eerie because it was super dark. I got it. I get up to the top of the stairs. His sister's doors closed exactly how it was. Our door was um, halfway open, halfway closed exactly how it was <coughs> Callie his dog was in the middle of the hallway I remember stepping over Callie and creeping into like the doorway and just standing in the doorway and just staring at myself and him sleeping and I was just like looking at our like bodies and like we were wearing the same things everything in the room was exactly how it was like in reality and I fucking remember just creeping over like the bed and and as close as I could get to the edge of the bed. And my body just started growing until I like came over myself and I was face to face with myself as I was sleeping. And I pulled back 
and I saw my hand for a split second. It was a demon hand. It was like gray, long fingers and like black claws. It was a split second. Came back and I heard like the screech, like growl, like you know in movies, like the demon growl. Yeah. That I heard that <coughs> right as I attacked myself in my sleep, and right as the claw hit my chest. I fucking felt my soul like come back into my body at the same time. And I woke up screaming and he said, Jordan said that he could feel like my fear, like fucking shit. Oh my yeah. Body. I could feel how terrified she was in her entire body and she was shaking. And yeah, you were actually so loud that you woke my parents up. Yeah, I didn't fucking, that shit was scary as fuck because it was so real. And you like, freaked me out when that happened too. Yeah, I felt the pain in my chest. I felt like my soul come back in my body like it was like the fucking craziest thing and it was terrifying. I've had, <clears throat> I've had sleep paralysis happen one time where you like you get caught halfway. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was freaky. I didn't know what that was for the longest time, but I was just kind of just chilling in my bed, just trying to fall asleep, just thinking about random shit. I really trailed off just thinking about random whatever. It kind of like made some story in my head. Fucking random drifting off thoughts, right? And I just, I remember the story that I was thinking, everything I was imagining, because I was was a kid, getting really detailed, right? And it's like, everything started to kind of flow on its own. Mm -hmm. So this kind of feels like a dream. Oh, shit. And I kind of snapped out of it. And I remember everything looked like the... Like, if you took the brightness slider in a video game, just turn it all the way down. Mm. Oh, okay. Everything was just, like, real dark. And I had a fish tank in my room with a blue light, right? Mm. So the room was actually lit up. So there was, there was light in the room. It was just real dark. And I remember my breathing feeling real slow. And I went to move, but I couldn't sit up. My mm. arms wouldn't move. Nothing would move. I couldn't increase my rate of breathing. I couldn't. All I could do was look around. I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck? And then I freaked out, freaked out. And I started pushing against it. And it felt like my arms were being pinned down. And I was pushing, pushing, pushing. And I just uh, kind of like strained against it. And I shot straight fucking bolt upright. I bet, boom. And like instant cold sweats, instant heart racing, heavy breathing. Oh, shit. And everything, like, as soon as I sat up, as soon as I felt that pop that like let me back move, everything went bing and went back, back to normal brightness. Yeah, wow. It's a harsh feeling. I know that feeling, though. It happens to me every once in a while. Oh, my God. It's the worst. When you have that feeling, and, like, what what really tripped me out one time was when Dada wasn't around. Um, it was, like, right when Dada said, like, hey, look, I'm going to start doing, you know, like, the two, three-week-long trips. You're not going to see too much of me this year. And it's like, okay, well, that what's that going to imply? And it's well, you're going to fucking be the man of the house and you're going to pull your own weight and, you know, we're going to start, you know, placing stuff in strategic places so if anything bad ever happens, you'll be able to defend your family. Okay. That happened one time to me and I just, I literally, it's that same feeling. Like you take the slider in a video game and you just put it all the way down. And I used to have a blue lava lamp in my room. I still do. It's just not plugged in. Mm -hmm. But... I know that um, my alarm clock will always go off at, you know, 4.30. Because I always have it set for 4.30. It's just, it's been that way forever for me. And I'm sitting there, and I know that it's happening. 
but I hear the alarm go off, and I'm like, it can't be 4.30 yet. I would have already woken up. And then I kind of hear some more noises outside, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I start panicking. I start feeling like this, like, really weird feeling in my chest, like, mm-hmm. I know right when Zoe passed away, it was like, that really, like, something's, like, grabbing hold of my heart and, like, really squeezing it kind of feeling, like, really sad. Yeah, like, real, like, ice-cold water. Yeah, like, grief, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Or something, like, yeah, like, ice-cold water, I guess, is a good way of putting it, but it's, like, the only emotion I could express that with is, like, grief. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, fucking do this, you know what I mean? And it was when I started hearing those noises and I was panicking that I was trying to get myself up and I couldn't get up. And the noises started getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. And I start hearing the wind pick up a lot more. I'm like, oh my God, now the wind's picking up. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then boom, everything came back how it was, just like you said. And... I, I instantly, you know, I run over to the corner of my room, I get the shotgun out, I rack it, fucking swing open the door, I go right over the fucking staircase, literally right over the railing, because I flung myself so hard around that corner that I fucking fell down the staircase, proceeded to wake everyone <laughs> up in the, you know, in the house. I mean, I turned on every single fucking light, I went around the fucking, I mean, oh my god, full on fucking perimeter sweep. Inside, outside, attic, everything. Right. And I, God, dude, my mom was so fucking freaked out that she went, she called Sarah. <laughs> fucking Sarah shows up, right? It's like, Keegan, you're fucking out of line. What the fuck's going on? And I tried to, like, explain it to her. And then she's like, Keegan, maybe you're not eating right or something else is like wrong. Like there's no reason why this should be happening. I was like, Sarah, I don't know how else to explain this to you, but something just fucking happened and it happens every once in a while. And it's like, but this time it was really different. And this time I got scared enough to where I fucking, I pulled out a firearm and I don't know what came over me. I just, I felt very scared. And she goes, Keegan, the first thing you're trained is when you're scared is never reach for a fucking firearm. Use your reason. And it's like, God, I can't fucking do this. I'm I'm freaked out right now. I can't fall back asleep. So I stayed up. That's going to be me for the rest of the night. (laughs) I stayed up, right? Good stories. And terrible fucking idea. I'm not kidding. I stayed up and I'm literally sitting in front of my mom's bed. I've got my fucking shotgun sitting there kylie's in bed with mama uh cassie is in her room so there's no way anything's getting in the house without me fucking knowing because we're all upstairs and it's like i'm just starting to like get sleepy and i start hearing the wind outside pick up again and it's like right when i heard that i started getting that instant fucking icy feeling it's like nope nope Mm -hmm. not until the fucking sun comes up Finally, you know, sun starts coming up. It's like maybe seven o'clock at this point. I remember, <laughs> I remember having a lot of nightmares as a kid, and like being terrified 
of going back to sleep. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you never wanted to replicate what you just saw in your dream. And I just, I couldn't wait until the sun would come up. And, you know, as, as I got older, I realized, like, I couldn't sleep in mom and, dad, mom and dad's bed forever. So what I would do is I would just sleep outside of it. Because that was the closest I could get to them. That's where I felt comfortable. So then, like, the next morning, they would always be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you sleeping out here? But, yeah, I remember I would be terrified of going back to sleep. And, like, I would just do weird shit. Like, I remember um, just kind of, like, walking outside my bedroom in the middle of the night, like, randomly. But always terrified of looking at myself in the windows or any mirrors. They always freak me out, even to this day. But, like, I I wonder why the fuck was I even... Why was I going out of my room if I was scared? Why was I just walking out in the middle of the night? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. But, like, I don't know. Maybe it was something paranormal. Maybe it was, like, some degree of sleep paralysis. I have no idea. But I distinctly remember that from childhood. Well, it's like... (sighs) We all have fears of the dark in some ways or another because we don't know what's in there, you know, mm-hmm. what's like, lurking in the shadows and shit. And generally yeah. when you're a kid, you have that closer connection to the spirit world, right? And so, like, it's kind of like a lure you out of your room type of thing subconsciously because when you're a kid, you don't really realize it. You're just kind of wanting to mindlessly walk around. But Mm -hmm. the fact that you also wanted to avoid mirrors and windows, which are generally like gateways into the spirit world. They would always freak me out because I was always scared of seeing another face on the other side. I still get scared of that. Yeah, so I always like I could never it it terrified me. Even the thought of sleeping with your blinds opened. Mm -hmm. I could never do it. My parents would always do it, and I, I just couldn't because I was always scared somebody would be, like, looking through the window down at me. Yeah, I Or I would just get up, and I would see somebody just staring at me. Dude, if someone ever did that to me, they'd get fucking 45 right to the face. Oh, my God, dude. Like, no joke. Like, it You're was the right there. It As a no kid, I wouldn't have been able to that face. You know, normally, normally I would say that, like, okay, your first reaction to seeing somebody looking in your window is just to shoot them. But considering your window's on a second story. That's my point. That's my <laughs> point. And I have, but like, I that little ridge there, yeah. so you could stand there. There's enough room to stand there and be like, oh, what are you doing? Keegan, like, I was like, fucking I remember angels. we climbed up, there and wa- climbed up there and watched the uh, Thomas fire sweep through yeah. that night. That was insane for me. Holy shit. It was, like, we, we, we were two roads. Apocalypse, bro. We, we were, were one road two. below Foothill. I just got my Mustang and I said, sayonara. Where we were one road below. I just went up like towards the grade mm-hmm. and it was just fucked. Yeah. It was Locked. I, I, was, I thought I was looking at lava, bro. Like, I was like, what's going on? Where were you at? Like, Grant Park? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I just drove straight and I went onto the fucking 101 freeway and headed fucking uh, south as yeah, far as you could. Yep. <laughs> I got, dude, during yeah, the. You uh, and I were a road below Foothill, Foothill Midtown Ventura. No, yeah, I know what you mean. <sighs> we just sat on the roof. I'm not kidding, Wait, you, though. Like, <laughs> you guys probably had the best fucking view. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee it. We saw the fucking fire, like... We saw the flames like, come over the mountain. We saw it, like... Yeah, I know. I bet you did. I saw the skyline and come over. I was in the middle of it all, bro. I'm literally seeing trees falling and shit. I had to fucking dodge a few fucking embers. I'm not even kidding. So, do you guys think there's just, like, millions of monsters just out there living amongst us? I don't know about monsters, necessarily. Um, I think there are myths that are real. Um... Like demons and stuff. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, well, de- demons and the paranormal, is, like. Oh, but there's yeah, but there's just, there's tons of them, right? Just like living amongst us, dude, all over the world. Fuck we own, how, what do we? We live on purely land. We don't even know like what's like. We barely how much of our ocean do we even know about? Oh well, yeah, so I'm sure there's have sea no monsters. idea how yeah. much world history has actually happened right where know. our fucking God, feet are, Sierra. dude. We don't even mm. understand like what it even really is out there. No I guarantee the answer to life is deep in that ocean somewhere. Dude, nah, it's not on this planet. You never know, dude. There's so much undiscovered shit. That's true. I'm starting to think, like... (laughs) Earth is just another example of life. Yeah. No, but, like, we're not anything special. No, of course not. We're through the speck of dust, bro. Like, floating. Yeah. I think we are something special. But we, uh, you heard that. We're the most intelligent speck of dust there is. That's for <laughs> sure. As we know, that we know, that we yeah. know, yeah, that we think of at least. Um. Yeah, Earth is special in its own way to us because it's our planet. You no, know? um, but there's a lot of Earth's wonders and like unsolved mysteries and things that we've never been able to figure out life's like questions you know what i mean um i think ghosts are part of that things that we can never figure out you know i think humanoids are real humanoids yeah explain it's essentially like the rake is a humanoid like monsters like it's essentially like a human but not like it's like it's something that partakes the image of a human but is not as like a monster inside like Slenderman, kind of? Mm, not so much. It's like they look exactly like a human. They talk like a human. They act like a human. But they're like, they, there's something like, like you know, alien about them. You know, if that makes sense. Like their eyes might just close in a whole different way or something like that. Right. Mm, not so much that. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. But like, I feel like they're more evolved now. Mm-hmm. I straight up feel like they, they could be working with the government. But that's just a theory and a conspiracy theory at most. So, passing around images right now of the rake. Kayla? Wasn't that that proof Photoshop? Yes. No. Well, that picture might have, but the rake is an actual documented monster since the 1600s. The rake. Where? All over the world. That's why you gotta carry a shotgun with you at all times. Yeah. Second Amendment, here we come. (laughs) That's the thing, though, is, like, what's to say that a gun or a man-made object is going to take down something from the supernatural world? If it's of this world, Samuel Colt can kill him. (laughs) He said Colt sucks. It didn't used to. (laughs) 45 is pretty good. All right, what other other scary stories you guys got? 45 wasn't made by Colt. Shut up. I've got a few. I guess, huh? Hold your hand over your heart. Yeah. Kayla. Kayla. Scissors. He goes first. Yes, she does. Mine's kind of long. 
Right. Best trade oh, yeah. Bitch. Alright. That's two out of three. Yeah, true. I hate this. Okay. So, I, I won. Caleb sucks. It was good. Alright. <laughs> so, my story, I got one more. Um, It took place, I'd say, probably five years ago. And it was at Cemetery Park. And this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, I'm not kidding. I parked within a Ouija board at Cemetery Park. Oh, my dear Lord. Probably really stupid of me. But let me tell you what happened. So, I said, like, it was me and a small group of friends. I didn't really know most of these people. I only knew, like, one of my friends who was friends with all these other people. But, yeah. So, essentially, we all decided to go to Cemetery Park and to fuck with the Ouija board whatnot. And... There is this one girl who is so quiet, and I promise you she didn't say a fucking word the entire time. This whole car trip that we went down there, like, she didn't say anything. And she didn't even tell me your name, even if I asked. And then all of a sudden, like, we, you know, we get set up in this little, in the car. We're, not, we're not even by, like, a tombstone or anything. We're just set up on the grass. Like, and it's not even, it's daylight. Behind that. So we're all chilling, and then we start, you know, using the Ouija board. My friend calls out if there's any spirits, blah, 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 no harm. Nothing happens, okay? And the girl that's being so quiet, she doesn't want to play. She's sitting over by the tree while we're doing this, like, a few feet from us. She doesn't want to play, so, like, we're just trying to do this. Nothing's working. Nothing's happening, right? So we start packing up, and all of a sudden, that girl who's being so quiet starts freaking the fuck out, like, went absolute ape shit, starts screaming, starts cussing, every cuss word that she could, it's in the fucking book, just, like, not in full sentence, she just, just swore, fuck shit, fuck shit, ah, fuck, fuck shit, pulls this cunt. She just started saying it all, and then just sprinted towards the fucking road, and laid in the middle of the street, and just waited for a car to hit her. We didn't know what was going on with her, or why she was like that, she just kept saying she wanted to die. Like, out of nowhere. This girl that didn't say anything just fucking did that, and we were just so confused. Like, what the fuck what happened? The fuck is that? Yeah, uh, schizophrenia. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like, she was screaming like bloody murder. Like, someone was killing her, kind of screaming. It's like, like she got possessed or something. It sounded like it. she just fucked. She was like clawing at her head and shit. It was fucking gnarly. I was like, "What are you doing? Calm down!" She like pushed me away and just sprints towards the fucking road. I'm like. I don't know what the fuck to do. Jesus, dude. Like, fuck, do I, like, pick her up off the road? Block cars? I don't know. It's fucking scary because it's like, yeah, what do you do? This chick's possessed. Like, don't come near here. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, what do you do? Put up warning signs? There's people at the park and everything. Like, there was all kinds of shit. Yeah, it was, like, in public. Like, "Mm, shit happened. People were like, oh, God, is she okay? It's fucking gnarly. Jeez, Mm -hmm. There was one time where we went down to... Don't go to Cemetery Park. Well, we we went down to the cemetery right by um, right by my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it called? Garden Grove? Or, I think that's what it is. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Ivy Lawn, that's what it's called. So I'm sitting there, and I'm talking back and forth with you know, a pretty good friend of mine that I had met at uh, Adult Ed. I had known since like kindergarten. Her name was Olivia. And she was walking me through um, this section of, you know, guys who had served, like, from basically, uh, call it, like, 1920 to, uh, like, 1980. And on each one of the gravestones, right, it kind of 
put the year and put like, hey, this is where they served and where they died, blah, blah, blah. So these were obviously really expensive headstones. Um, and the reason why I say this is because Zoe, she still doesn't have a headstone because mm -hmm. they're expensive. But mm -hmm. the point being is uh, these guys were obviously really loved by either their compatriots or their family because, I mean, they really, these tombstones, the headstones, you know, they're really nice. But I walked over, I was looking at one, and it was from, like, Vietnam. The guy's name was uh, Joseph William Bell. I thought to myself, oh, that's my grandfather's name. That's really trippy. I wouldn't be here if that was my grandfather. It just kind of, like, kind of freaked me out a little bit. But then the weirdest and most oddest thing happened. I walk over towards, you know, the girl Olivia, and she just kind of walks up to this one, and it's like, it's kind of like, it'd been there a while, because it was like, uh, it was like coarse, and she like just walked up, and she looked at it, and then she kind of touched like the thing where it said World War Two, and she just kind of backed up and put her hands up. And she kind of just like looked at the sky and she saw, wow, that man really, really made a difference. Holy crap. And I went, what, what, what happened? She goes, I don't know, but whatever this guy did, it changed everything. And it's for everyone. And if it wasn't for him, there's so many more people would have died. So many more people wouldn't have been here. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what the hell? You're fucking making up shit. And it wasn't until um, we'd gotten back to adult Ted that we started talking to the teacher, Miss Darby. And Miss Darby's like, oh, you kids are playing in the cemetery. You know, I saw you guys walking in there when I was going off for lunch and yada, yada. You know, what were you guys doing? And, uh, you know, I started talking about, you know, how he went to these headstones and this and that. And she didn't want to talk about it. I was like, oh, yeah, Olivia, tell her about, like, when you, you know, walked over and you saw World War II. And, she, you know, she's like, oh, well, I don't remember that happening. And I was like, what, what do you mean you don't remember that? And you, like, freaked out. And she's like, you know, I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then... After class, I tried to talk to her again about it, and she wouldn't talk to me about it. I was like, I confronted her about it one last time. It was like right before I had left adult bed, right? And she told me that she didn't really talk about it because she didn't want to see the images ever again. And she told me, like, there are some images that are really gruesome, like little children hanging from, like, uh, from, like, telephone poles. And from like light posts, and like there was a bunch of like old buildings that had been like completely demolished and destroyed, and there were like hands and like faces coming out of them, and like Shit, all this other dude. stuff. Damn. And I, I just, I finally stopped and went like, wow, that's that's pretty brutal. I, I can understand why you probably wouldn't want to see that ever again. She goes, I'm a fucking Texas girl. I can handle you know rough shit, but. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to see something like that again. But for as long as I live, I really have a new respect for you know guys.
guys like your dad and for guys who are like you who are going to join the army and do all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, wow, you know. Really puts a new perspective on stuff. And she goes, yeah, but I don't think I ever would have gained this perspective unless this had happened. So maybe, you know, these things happen for a reason. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Because I tried to do the same fucking thing that she did and nothing happened to me. But maybe it's because I have a different level of, of, I don't know, knowledge or something. It's mindset, yeah. Yeah, so I just thought that was really freaky. Um, And, again, she never wanted to talk about it because she said, you know, I don't want to see those images of her again. And I was like, fuck, that sounds sounds a little brutal. (laughs) Yeah, it is brutal because that shit's like, it's real and it's fucking terrifying, you know? I'm like, it didn't seem like she freaked out all that bad. Mm-hmm. She just started saying, like, wow, this guy really, holy crap, he really did something. Like, because there's so many people that he saved. She never, she never got into that. Right? She only mentioned, like, oh, yeah, the, the hands coming out of the, of the rubble and then the fire and the kids hanging down from the fucking light poles. And the, she, there was this other thing that she was talking about where, um, like, it was a, a tank. And it was moving down, but it was getting, like, blown up. It was still moving, and it was on fire, and just running people and, like, horses over. Yeah, she Jeez. said it was she said it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it seems, dude. But I'm not trying to scare you guys. I get the, it's, like, paranormal, like, stuff. But when I heard that, it was, like, I kind of, like, in my brain at first, I thought, like, okay, she's making it up. Like, she's, she's seen Shimmer's list. But when she said that, I was like, damn, that sounds a little bit too real. Mm. What was that? So I got to tell you guys about this. Oh, was that North Korean? No. This was a mural at the Denver airport for years. This was part of it. Mm. The entire thing looked like this. Tennessee. But basically, like, it has... Really, really, really horrible things in it. Like this has a big general with a big sword piercing a dove. And if you guys know anything, the dove is the sign of peace. And there's a row of nuns that are crying with children up and down, (coughs) looking up to the soldier. And there's been conspiracy theories out there that basically (coughs) suggest that underneath the Denver airport is the entrance to hell. Well, people get lost in the Denver airport all the time. Like There's, like, Nazi propaganda, like, all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, like, really weird stuff associated with the, the airport. And then um, so many people complained about how scared they were of it, they ended up um, putting something over it. People think that the horse in the front of the airport, the statue of the horse, the eyes glow red at nighttime. That's what came up right away, yeah. Yeah. What do you think the horse being red means? It's just a sign of evil. You know, like the whole entire place is just, it's known to be haunted and, and some type of gateway, you know? Yeah. It's like an Indian burial ground or some shit. Along those lines, yeah. It's just very, uh, has a lot of energy to it and a lot of like crazy coincidences and nobody's really been able to explain it um 
sure you don't really know, but it's it's crazy. Okay, what was what was your story you wanted to tell? Uh, you guys got like time. <laughs> I'll try and make it as quick as possible. But basically, I was in San Diego camping with uh, one I of my. San Diego. I know. It was with one of my best friends at this place called Camp Land by the Bay. It's a really cool really, place really to go pretty. camping. It's really pretty, like lots of cool people. It's a really cool, like hangout place. Mm-hmm. We went there when we were uh, when we were Cub Scouts when we were really little. It's where Dad had taught us how to um, how to cook over an open fire, and like it was a lot of fun. Nice. It's really expensive there, but it is a lot of fun. Um, but we we make it a yearly trip to go down there each summer. Uh, we go with my friend's family. Uh, <coughs> we'll call her A. And then uh, when we went down there, two of our mutual friends were coincidentally down there at the same exact time. Uh, had no idea. So it was, it was really cool to be able to meet up with them and hang out with them at the same place at the same time. Um, we'll say M and J are their names. M and J. Okay. Yeah. So you got A, M and J. And then we have Jay's little sister. Uh, we'll call her E. So we got we got some MJ and we got some E. Okay, yep. so this is a good party. A M J E. Dope shit. So uh, we're all hanging out one night by J and M's campsite. Um, me and A would stay in a trailer uh, with a little tent out front, uh, but J and M just had. A little tent. Uh, they stayed with their dad, and dad was out like partying or doing whatever he was doing, and it was just us girls at the site. And we we're just we we're thirteen years old at the time, so we were just sitting around, listening to music, drinking Capri Suns, like eating chips, just talking, right? And all of a sudden, A just gets really serious, and she's like, "Did one of you tap me on the shoulder?" And we were like, no, you're tripping. Like, a leaf probably fell on you or something, or you're just, like, freaking out. And she was like, no, it was, like, a very distinct, like, tap on my shoulder. And we are like, no, I think it's fine. Nobody's, we're all sitting in a full circle, so none of us are behind each other or anything. We all have clear view of one another. A few minutes pass by, five to ten minutes, and E starts freaking out. Did one of you tap me on the shoulder? And we're like, no, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Her and A start crying. Like, oh shit. Like, this just got really fucking real. We all start feeling the tension. We got scared. We went into the camp, like the tent. In the tent, there's only two beds. Right when you walk in, there's one to the left and one right in front of you. And then there's a big open space to your right. Uh... All uh, E and J sat, E, J, and A sat on the bed on closest to the door. I sat on the other bed across by myself, and then, or it was switched, A, E, J, J, no, M, M, sorry, was sitting on the bed. J was standing in the middle of the room. Jay 
is talking to us. She's like, what the fuck are you, what is going on? Are you guys fucking with us? Like, what's happening? They're like, no, like, we actually felt like a distinct tap on our shoulder. Like, it was literally, like, there. While Jay is trying to confront them and figure what's going out, what, figure out what's going on, she starts fucking crying. She feels a tap on her fucking shoulder in the middle of the room. We all start freaking out. So I'm the only one sitting alone at this point. Jay immediately got in the bed with them and like, what the fuck is going on? They tell me it's going to get you too, Kayla, please come over here on the bed. So I sat on the bed with them. We're all sitting together. I sat next to a, and she's scared and she's like, she doesn't know what to do. So I put my arms around her. I was like, Hey, it's okay. And as I put my arms around her, she just like straight face got really serious and then just started like convulsing and just like shaking. And I was holding her and I started to fucking cry because I started freaking out. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is she having a seizure? Like, I don't, I, what the fuck is going on? Lasted maybe like not even a minute. Um, she snapped out of it. Didn't realize it. Didn't remember it. Didn't know what was going on. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Five minutes passed by. And she says something really fucking vulgar and rude and abrupt. And she just gasps and covers her mouth. She's like, that wasn't me. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean that wasn't you? She's like, that wasn't me. And it kept happening. She kept, like, interrupting herself. And, like, it, it, was, it was... Like somebody else had taken over her body entirely. Yes. His name was Henry. And Henry possessed a so that he could tell us his story so that he could move on. Um, his dad recently passed away before he was murdered and he wanted to get back to his dad in heaven. So he, the only way to do that and the only way that he could move on was by spreading a story and getting someone to care. So that's exactly what he did and he told us everything. He was murdered in his home, he had a daughter and a wife they were out of the they were out of the house and he came back to his apartment like 11:30 at night and there were four guys in his house already they tied him up to a chair rope and they fucking slit his throat and they slit his wrists and just fucking left him there to die they stole all his stuff and left and he was just extremely thankful his daughter wasn't there so but he really misses her he kept saying things like and e really reminded him of his daughter so he was very attached to her but everybody else who would talk to him he would just snap at you he would get very angry very short and he, to tell us his story he made us all sit in a circle and he made us listen to him right so we sat in a circle together and he said put your put your hands together put our hands together and literally all of our wrists were fucking like glued together. Like we could physically could not move them. And it felt like the simulation of like rope around your fucking wrists. And you could see the fucking marks of them as they got tighter, just as he felt when he was being murdered. So then we really didn't know what to fucking do. We went to, um, Jay's dad and said, Hey, like this is happening. We don't know what to do. Like, please help us. 
And he thought we were on drugs. He thought we were lying. He thought we were just playing some elaborate joke or prank. Wasn't fucking true. He just sent us away. He was like, go to, go to Ace Family. Like, I don't want to deal with you. And we're like in a real fucking situation. Like we're 13 years old and this shit's happening. We're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I don't. When you're that old, you're definitely old enough to distinguish like what, like what's real and what's not. Yeah. And it was all of like five people experiencing the same thing at the same time, you know? Yeah. Um, so we go back to me and A's campsite and we try and get our family involved to tell them what's going on to try and help. And they just did the same exact thing. You're on drugs. You're being ridiculous. Like, why are you doing this? It's fucking one o'clock in the morning. Like what the fuck? Like, go to bed and be quiet. So we went back. We sat down in a circle and he said, I'm going to give you all visions and we're almost done. Right? So we sat in a circle. I don't know what everybody else saw, but what I saw, I saw him. He was a biker. Just looks like your average biker dude. And then I saw his wife. They were riding a bicycle through the park. She was beautiful. She had long brown hair. Like, I remember this so vividly. Like, and they just looked so happy together. And grass is all green in the park and everything. And um, as we opened our eyes, he said, what did you see? And I was the first one to speak up, the only one to speak up, and said, I saw you. I saw your wife. You're riding a bike. And right then and there, he got fucking pissed. And he was like, I was riding a fucking motorcycle. And I was like, okay, I'm very sorry. He was like, don't you ever fucking call it a bike again. And I was like, Jesus. Because this, Amber was still there. Um, but she wasn't at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, she, like, he would take over, but she wasn't fully him. And he wasn't fully her. Yeah. Dual controls. Yeah, so she'd switch back and forth. Like, she'd see something really fucking mean and vulgar and then just come back and, and cry about it and be like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I really don't mean to do this. <sighs> so then, after all that, JM and E just give up. And they're like, all right, we're done. Like, we're going back to our campsite and we're, we're over this. You know, you have to deal with this on your own time. Um, <laughs> fucking thanks. I know, but there was not much we could do. We went through everything that he needed to tell us and we, we learned his story and he told us everything. He gave us the simulations. He did everything that he needed to do. And as we laid down that night, me and Amber were both scared, but as we laid down, she just said to him, when I go to bed, will you be gone? And he said, I promise once you go to sleep, I'll leave you. And I'll be at peace. Just please go to bed. So that's exactly what happened. She went to bed. Next morning, he was gone. It was just her. And the next day, we went down to the San Diego Old Town Church and got baptized and blessed the next day. It was fucking... I know it sounds like bullshit and everything. And no, it's no, like, but I like, totally it's believe it's shit. fucking scary. Like I said, like four people would back me up on this shit. Like it's like fucking real and it was fucking terrifying because as a little kid you don't know what's going on you don't know what to do you don't like holy fuck yeah i've never had anything even remotely close to that happen that's why i'm such a big believer in like spirits and those energies demons and all that because i've experienced that shit like 
I have since I was a kid. Like I used to hear whispers when I was a little kid every day. And they were only in the same spot when I go to school. And I get hiccups in the same spot whenever I was at school. And I'd have the same reoccurring dream constantly at that time. Um, I don't know. I fucking, if I stayed up past midnight, I'd throw up every time. I'm always sick on New Year's. Yeah. Um, and then if I like stayed up past 12 and went to bed after, I'd wake up at 3 a.m. exactly with the nightmare every single time. Or sometimes if I didn't stay up past 12, I'd still wake up at three. Nightmares. Fucking spirits. They're real. And, yeah. like, I I know, like, a lot of people don't believe in them because they're religion-associated, right? And people don't want to believe in religion and all that. But, like, they're fucking out there and they're real. And we all experience them on a day-to-day basis. We just don't want to accept it. We don't realize it. Right? Yes. Because um, it's terrifying. It is, and people don't want to accept shit that's scary to them. Exactly. That's understandable, but it's it's real, as much as you want to believe it or not. Well, thank you for sharing your ghost stories oh, with us. Story. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. All right, I, think spooky that's, sesh. I think that's all I can take, because yeah. I'm a baby when it comes to this kind of stuff. No worries. Thank you guys for listening to me. Anyways. Thanks again, Keegan. Yeah, thank you for Thanks the stories. Sir. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Look Jesus. at my finger. Yeah, see that. Look at those are all bite marks. All right. Thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of 805 Uncensored. Yeah. Message us on social media with here. topic ideas. Yeah. And everybody have a great rest of your night. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>